John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Listeners, John has just told me he has some breaking news. He's got something to tell us that has literally happened a few minutes ago. And I've been <laughs> sat here <laughs> in preparation for the story. So, John, what, what what's the news? Well, bizarrely, um, it's not... Well, Prince Philip has just died, but that's not... I don't give a shit about that. That wasn't... <laughs> I mean that is that's more important breaking news I guess for people than uh, than what I'm going to say. Yeah, I think I think the fact that this episode is going to go out in uh, probably a week or so that the the news may have filtered around about. Uh, it'll have, about the it'll have transformed into his it'll have got out of his cocoon and transformed into his lizard form by the way. Okay, conspiracy music theory out. <laughs> so what is your breaking news well it's not breaking news it's just basically the reason i was late was um so about 20 minutes ago um the girls were playing in the back garden and then my wife was doing zumba in the front garden and all of a sudden it's like this she comes running out going there's that guy at the front door and i'm like what guy she's like the guy from the park I was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Basically, my wife went to the park last week with Layla, and one of Layla's, uh, she's three, one of her nursery friends was there, and the dad just came and started talking to my missus because he's wearing a mask in the park, and he's from Dubai, so she couldn't really understand what he was saying. So anyway, yesterday, I went to the park with the kids, and he was there again, and he said, oh, I've been coming every day to try and see... If Layla's there, because Shania just wants to play with Layla. I was like, all right, okay. All right. Um, (laughs) I'm so happy that that was, just for listeners who don't know, Layla is the name of John's daughter, not his wife. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I've been waiting here at the park just to see if your wife will turn up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thanks, mate. (laughs) But, you know, so yesterday I was just very polite. I had a chat with him kind of thing. And Layla let slip our address. So... She told she told the other three year old our house number. So this guy just turned up at my house now with his daughter. Oh well, no! Yeah, it's Friday lunchtime. What are you doing? You know, uh, can we just play together? So I'm like, oh yeah. I said, well, luckily I've got this appointment with you to talk to you. Yeah, thank thank God you had something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I was talking to him, and it's like he's actually he's Pakistani. So he's from Pakistan, him and his wife. His wife's over here training to be a doctor. And he was just saying to me, oh, you know, like, it's kind of hard living here because we live in an apartment. But back where in Dubai, we'd have our entire family all together. So it'd be, Shania would be playing with her cousins. And, you know, like, she probably would have spent more time growing up with other people than with us. And I was thinking, is this cunt just <laughs> angling for a babysitter? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> look, look, my my daughter's a real pain in the ass. If you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind doing me a favour yeah. and just taking the brunt of it for me. So you know, he's there. We're chatting away and stuff, and it's all good. But then he's like, at the end, I said, right, I've got to go now. So I said, girls, can you tidy up, put stuff in the garage? And his daughter's like, oh, I want to play and stuff. And I said, oh, sorry, I've got to go do this call. So dad was great. He said, right, okay. He said, it's okay. We'll just, we'll try and come back tomorrow. (laughs) 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 So basically you've got a new best friend. Did you know what his name is? Well, I had to ask him about halfway through today. I said, sorry, what's your name? Because, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's Pawani. Okay, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking by this time next year, it's going to be John and Pawani in England (laughs) podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the best thing was, so like my missus is in the front room. She does like Zumba. Uh, her friend does it like over is it Zoom or something. Ah, you see, earlier, I was I was going to stop you earlier when you said this. I'm pretty sure, listeners, you can rewind and find out. I think the first time you said this earlier, you said the kids were in the back garden playing and my wife was in the front garden doing Zumba. <laughs> And I kind no, of, she's in the front room doing right, it. Right. I made a mental <laughs> note to myself to say, to bring you back again. It is a bit weird to be doing Zumba in the front garden. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's in the front room. But anyway, so he, they kind of left. I, like, I was like, right, tidy up. So they walked off down the drive. And as I went to open the back door, my missus was just there. She just ripped the back door open. And I went, oh, Jesus Christ, you fucking scared shit out of me. She went, has he gone? Has he gone? I'm like, yeah. I went, I don't like it. I don't like that culture where they just come to people's houses. <laughs> and I'm like, right. <laughs> What do you want me to do about it? You know, like, what can I do? Like, you know, I'm not just going to go, uh, go away. You know, the kids get on. Yeah. Leila's going, oh, she's going to come tomorrow. And my missus is just seething. So that's it. I think we're going to be out of the house from like eight o'clock till six o'clock every day now for the next fucking two months. <laughs> well, at least, at least Leila's got someone to play with. I actually think it's quite British culture to go around and knock on someone's door uninvited to see just if they want to play i mean did you used to do that when you were a kid yeah i didn't turn up at someone's door with my dad to be fair <laughs> <laughs> with kids it's always like it's such and such playing out yeah yeah no all right okay carry on or go away it's like to me to be honest part of me would be like if you just want to leave her and then you go away and then I don't have to have this small talk yeah that's the ever. problem isn't it i think i remember, <laughs> I remember a few episodes back you were saying that your wife was in the park talking to another Japanese lady for like several hours on end as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, she does, yeah, yeah. And that's who she was doing the Zumba with. It seems like lockdown's getting to people over there. Or, you know, People are just wanting a bit of human touch. Yeah, I'm now trying to work out what, how I'm going to have to handle this because we have my missus getting at me going, <laughs> I can't, they can't just come round all the time. <laughs> Because the issue is, I'm going to be back at work in a week's time. And is he going to be knocking knocking on the door with her? And uh, Japanese people are even more polite, so she'll feel obliged to probably cook for him and stuff. (laughs) You'll come back, you'll be taking a bath. Give him a hand job. (laughs) Oh, oh, (laughs) listeners, listen. If If this little bit doesn't sum up the difference between me and John... I said the guy would take liberties and have a bath, and John said that he'd get a hand job. <laughs> so yeah, so I've got that to deal with now. <laughs> what would? How would you play it? I was thinking like, because he said he's from uh, Pakistan originally and stuff. So I have no idea if he is a Muslim. But I was thinking I could just what get your get your pork scratchings out. <laughs> yeah. Paul scratches a beer and just see if we can scare him off. 
Uh, I don't. But you know. Ah, uh, yeah. But, I mean, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, 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 see, I'm. I'm actually at a loss for words of how I would con- 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 contemplate handling the situation because I know what I would do. Yeah. I would just. He would become my best friend, and uh, we'd start a podcast. Yeah, well, that's what I think. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I think I'm going to invite him camping. <laughs> <laughs> This is JNSNJ News. All right, and now it's time for the news section. So, Sam, what have you got for us? Well, this is a story from The Guardian. Um, I think we're becoming posh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, What do you think, before I go delve into the story, what do you think is the strangest thing you've sent or received through the mail? Well, just ordering weird shit off Amazon. So <laughs> Yeah, um, I had the feeling it might be a 30 centimetre waterfall. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bought uh, from China, like my wife had bought my daughter like a, um, you know, like a musical box where you opened it. There's like a ballerina going round. Oh, yeah, yeah. It didn't come with a key. And then the shop she'd bought it off was like this Ponzi shop that had gone out of business. So I was trying to find somewhere to buy. So I once bought uh, an entire set of those kind of turnkeys uh, i think there was about because i couldn't find the right one so i ended up buying like a set of 50 from china um, <laughs> like various sizes and um one of them one of them obviously fit but they it turned out that the musical box was just broken anyway so then i've got 49 other <laughs> sort of keys that i'd have no use for if the police pulled you over they'd think you're some sort of cat burglar <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think the strangest thing I sent when I was at university, we like because we were having a lark. <laughs> yeah, you know, as university students do. Yeah. Someone said you could post anything if you put a stamp on it. So someone was one of our friends was wearing a baseball cap in when we were in the pub, and we got the baseball cap, bought a <laughs> stamp, stuck the stamp on the thing with glue or tape. I can't even remember. Wrote the address on the <laughs> peak of the cap, put it in the post box, and what do you reckon? <laughs> do you think it turned up or it didn't turn up? Oh, I think it turned up. Yeah, it turned up. It totally did. <laughs> and you know that that postman who delivered the cap was like, what a bunch of pricks. <laughs> that maybe just that just reminded me of when we were at university, we went through a phase of um, sending like weird stuff to famous people. Uh, like, <laughs> so, uh, cutting out like letters from newspapers so it looked like a hostage letter and sending, <laughs> I think we sent... I think it, I can't remember if it was Terry Venables or Glenn Hoddle. Basically, a page three picture of a page three woman, and then we stuck um, a picture of, I think it was Tosh Lyons from the Bills' face on it, and then sent <laughs> sent a note with like the letters cut out that said something like, uh, "We're watching you, Terry," or "We're watching you, Glenn." So, and then posted that. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so bad. That's insane. Yeah, that was that was back in the good old days of university. <laughs> I honestly thought that the posting of the baseball cap would be the peak strangest yeah. thing in this segment. <laughs> 
Oh, and for anyone who doesn't know who Tosh Lyons is, he's a slightly balding, heavier man with a really tasty moustache. Yeah, he's a copper on the bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this in this story from the Guardian, gotta keep mentioning that. In this in this story from the Guardian, it's about someone who has sent something. Uh, yeah, certainly unexpected. I would say uh, it starts. A Welshman has issued a public call to help find two Irishmen who helped him return home from Australia in 1965 by packing him up and mailing him in a crate. Nice. Uh, well. Go on, I was just going to, the details I want off this story is quite a lot, actually. So it's 1960s. Yeah, 1965. What do you think, go on, ask some of your questions now and we'll see if the story can uh, answer your queries. So if it's 1960, I'm assuming it's going to be a wooden crate, so I'm assuming he's, does it say if he took food and stuff with him? Actually, when I first read this story, how do you assume he's been sent? I thought they because usually those kind of crates, you stick him on an aeroplane and then, I don't know, just, you know, Takes about five days or something. I'm guessing. Yeah, I sort of assumed he'd been sent by ship. <laughs> like <laughs> six time months. I read it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I was a bit surprised. But no, you're right. It was by aeroplane. Uh, the story continues. Brian Robson. <laughs> don't think it's the uh, the former professional football player. A 75 year old from Cardiff is looking for two men he only knew as Paul and John. <laughs> Slightly before your time. Uh, Robson was a 19-year-old working for Victorian Railways when he became homesick, but the airfare would have cost him about £700, and he only made £40 a month. So, yeah, it was kind of definitely out of his reach to pay for the ticket. How did he get there? (laughs) Yeah, right. Do you know what they had back in those days? They had like a... uh, It was like, like a... Uh, something for a fiver it rang it like rhymed right. it was like uh and you paid a fiver and you got to go to australia on a boat for that much i think my uncle did it it's like a, a pom not a pom for a fiver but something like that <laughs> but yeah so he might have gone over on boat taken a le- leisurely tour um and decided he wanted to get home uh, he said he came up with a stupid plan to buy a small wooden crate so you're right about that and have himself sent as freight Robson said the quite horrific experience had taken four days and he had been repeatedly stored upside down. Oh, God. Just be stuck upside down. I mean, you could die from that, couldn't you? All the blood rushing to your head and stuff. Yeah, I... It doesn't say exactly how big the crate is, so I'm not sure if he had, like if he could have sort of wiggled his way around to the right way up, oh. but it certainly might have taken some doing. It says, nearly 60 years later, Robson said he wanted to get in touch with the men to thank them and buy them a drink. Why is he waiting? Does it say why he's waited so long? He's just tight and he's opening the dead so he doesn't have to shell out for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I mean, it might just be that he thought there was no way of getting in touch with them, but then, like, last week someone in his family introduced him to Facebook or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He says, I'm 99% sure they were called Paul and John. Uh, Paul was 100% against it, but John, as are most Johns, uh, was a maverick and said, don't worry about it, I'll persuade him. (laughs) (laughs) And so they both went ahead and helped. Uh, Robson bought a box the size of a mini fridge and packed it with pillows, a suitcase, a book of Beatles songs and two bottles. Why do you think he put two bottles in there? Well, one for water and one for pissing in, I'm guessing. (laughs) Exactly, got it, yeah. One for water and one for his urine. 
the Guardian says. Uh, his his friends then nailed it shut and booked Robson as cargo on a Qantas flight from Melbourne to London. Uh, so it was supposed to be a sort of direct flight, but uh, their plan came unstuck. The flight was full, so Robson was transferred to pa- to a Pan Am flight that instead took him to Los Angeles. Oh, unlucky son. Yeah, he's had a man. What are the chances? What are the oh. chances of that? <laughs> it was a Qantas leap. <laughs> <laughs> a newspaper report from May 1965, written by Reuters and Australian Associated Press, said Robson had labelled himself. What do you think he put on the box? What do you think he said he was? So it's the size of a small fridge. Um, yeah. You, something fragile because you don't want him shaking it and banging it. Um, a TV. Oh, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. Stereo. No, this item back in 1965 would have probably been this size, but these days they can be much, much smaller. Uh, so not a st- like a record player? No, you're probably using one. You're probably even looking at one now. Oh, a computer? Yeah, he said he was a computer. He was ahead <laughs> of his time, 1965. <laughs> yeah. He says, the... Then acting uh, Minister for Immigration, Leslie Burry, said the Australian government would not take any action against him after another MP, Dan McKinnon, called for legal proceedings against this apparently useless young man. (laughs) Prime Minister Robert Menzies, when asked if custom officials should be looking more closely at outgoing crates, said they could use a Geiger counter. Why? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Robert Menzies is obviously a man who doesn't know what a Geiger counter is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in the US, Robson was discovered by startled customers officials and then interrogated by the FBI. Right. <laughs> he told the BBC that a man had looked through a hole in a wood knot in the chest and we caught each other eye to eye. That would freak you out. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> He said, uh, the man jumped back to back a mile and said, there's a body in there. <laughs> After questioning, he was cleared and flown to London or on a regular passenger flight before resuming his life in the UK. Ah, that's good. They gave him a flight back to England. Yeah, I know. So he did all right in the end, didn't he? Yeah. I bet he had snacks and stuff. On, on the yeah, on that flight, he would have done, and he wouldn't have had to pee in a bottle. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh, it says, oh, you know, you, you said before he hadn't, tried to get in touch with Paul and John or why hadn't he he says uh, Robson said he had written to Paul and John to thank them but they never responded they probably thought he was a right twat (laughs) yeah what's that you want to get in a box mate and fuck off out of our sight yeah go on then (laughs) (laughs) and they nailed it shut Uh, yeah Uh, he said, we got on famously. They used to come to my bedsit or I would go to see them on almost a daily basis. Sounds like my bloody uh, Pakistani neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if he asks you to put him in a crate and send him back to, <laughs> back to his home country, I'll that'll make my day. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds incredibly racist, Sam. <laughs> send him back. <laughs> <laughs> and not even on an aeroplane, in a crate. <laughs> oh, God. Oh dear. <laughs> he admitted to the BBC that ultimately the crate escapade had been stupidity. Uh, he said, if my kids tried that, I would kill them. But it was a different time. But why? How is it a different time? 
what does that what's that got to do with anything i don't understand <laughs> I don't know. People, it... when people say that people go oh it was a different time back then when you've just done something really ridiculous as if oh in the old days it was all right just to do insane stuff but now you can't do insane <laughs> stuff nowadays he'd have made shit loads of money money off social media and stuff and yeah just... well he would never have got through the airport though would he, he... no <laughs> he'd be in a holding cell at well, Sydney the sh- Airport. The shoe bomber, the shoe bomber got through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There are there are times when the the uh, security services and stuff are a bit lax. Although yeah. we're supposed to be, supposed to believe that it's all you know thing, but people do get through with stuff, don't they? That's why you always say those guys with like you know fifty iguanas shoved down the pants and what have you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was uh, the guy's name again? Uh, Brian Robson, like the old England midfielder. Oh, who was also a box-to-box player. <laughs> I'm going, 10% of our listeners are getting that one. <laughs> right, we'll try harder then. Let's think of a different one. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, okay. I didn't mean it as criticism. Well, that, well, I think it's not good enough. So I'll think of another one, and then that can be the Create Escape. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've done it. You've done it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have that. That was J and S in J News. Good morning. Afternoon or evening. This is the movie quotes game. To play this game, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? You'll hear different quotes from a film. Elementary, my dear Watson. Just guess which film they're from. It is not a race, so there is no... And if you get it wrong, it doesn't matter. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Just do your best, and you'll... Make my day. Let's get on with the game. It is time for me to say... Plane Sam. And... Here's Johnny! Alright, so um, this episode got some movie quotes. So last night, when I was sat watching TV, uh, an old classic came on. Classic as in, it's shit, but it's sort of an 80s action film. Do you want to take a guess what it is? Can I have three questions and then a guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not the quiz. The quiz the quiz is all going to be quotes from this film that are either real oh. or I've made up. Because uh, oh, I was just watching it. I was just watching it going, I can't believe they got away with this level <laughs> of script writing. Um, go on then. So, go on, okay. try and... so is, do, do, does it feature Sylvester Stallone? No. Oh, do, I was really sure it would. Does it feature Arnie? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, uh, is he? Does he play a good guy? Yeah, it's the 80s. Right. Yeah, so well, I think Terminator could have been a piece of baddie in that isn't he okay so i'm gonna say <laughs> the clues in the job title uh, <laughs> okay i'm gonna go arnie's movie in the 80s probably commando yes there we go oh was it okay yeah. right i feel like a, a bonus point anyway okay you can have a bonus point so yeah, basically right. i've got i've got five quotes from commando or are they so um uh, okay. I want you to t- I want you to listen to it, and then I want you to t- don't tell me. So, have you got a piece of paper you can keep? Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I will tell you the answers at the yeah. end, yeah, so yeah. you can just say whether it's true or false. All right. Shall I see if I can do it in his voice? Yeah, 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 for All sure. Right. So, do the I first have to write one, these answers down then. 
No, I'll do it. I'll just do it. I'll do one, two, three, oh, four, okay. five. I'll give it. All right. So number one, um, bit creepy. Goes. This is not Arnie. This is uh, another slime ball character. Here, have yeah. some beers in Valverde Matrix. It'll give everyone a little more time with your daughter. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going. I'm going true for that one. All right. Okay. So number two. Huh. Why don't they just call him Girl George? It would cut down on the confusion. <laughs> oh, Dad, that is so old. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, when I was a boy and rock and roll came to East Germany, the communists said it was subversive. Maybe they were right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you kind of fried my brain because there's... Like, there can't be a situation in the movie Commando where they're talking about Boy George. But but it's so mad that it's got to be true. It's got to right. be true. Okay. <laughs> All right, the next one. John, John, I'm going to cut your balls off, John, and then I'm going to cut your brick off, John, and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Not before I shove my gun up your ass, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've lost it. I've lost it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll try to do that again. John, John, let's get to it again. John. John, I'm gonna cut your balls off, John, and then I'm gonna prick, cut your prick off, John, and shove it up your ass. Not before I shove my gun up your ass, Bennett. <laughs> Do you know what? I I remember the baddie in Commando being called Bennett, but yeah, yeah, that's definitely I, true. Oh uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that part of it. Uh, I'm gonna have to. <sighs> <laughs> I can't tell if the the amount you've laughed at that is because it's so cheesy and true, or or if you're laughing at your own joke. No, like I said, I was just amazed at this movie, what they got away with. And stuff. But anyway, okay, I'm gonna have to go. I I'm gonna go true. That is true. I think that's okay. really a true one. Uh, right. <laughs> Boy, George, one. I'm f- regretting my answer a bit now. Okay, so the next one is. Uh, your father appears to be cooperating. You will be back with him soon. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Not nearly as nice as watching him smash your face in. <laughs> <laughs> so I should say, for, for, that's the uh, big Spanish evil dude and the, his, uh, his daughter, Matrix's daughter. So he says, your father appears to be cooperating. You will be back with him soon. Won't that be nice? Not nearly as nice as watching him smash your face in. <laughs> I'm loving these voices. I can't believe we've only just di- discovered your voice acting talents. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to go. That's a false one. That's that. Right. That that retort sounds quite like something you would say. <laughs> all right, and then the last one is: attention, all units, emergency on theater level. Suspect, six foot two, brown hair. He's one gigantic motherfucker. <laughs> oh, you haven't told me how many are true and false intentionally. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. So, mm, so 
Attention all units, emergency on theatre level. Suspect, six foot two, brown hair. He's one gigantic motherfucker. Okay, I can't go true again, can I? I'm going to go true, true again. True. So by my count, you've you've gone four true and one false. Yeah. All right. Okay. What was the very very first one again, sorry? Uh, Yeah, have some beers in Valverde Matrix. It'll give everyone a little more time with your daughter. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's that that sounds quite plotty, so it must be true. Okay, go on. I'm happy with my answers. Go on. So go on. let me know how have I done. Well, so number one, <clears throat> true, it is. Um do you remember what the next line after that was? No, no, no. So I it's couldn't. uh it, it's Arnie goes, Huh, you're a funny guy, Sully. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Ah, uh, yeah, do you remember the line now you said it? <laughs> yeah. Um the second one, why don't they just call him girl George? It would cut down on the confusion. Oh, Dad, that's so old. <laughs> you know, when I was a boy and rock and roll came to East Germany, the communists said it was subversive. Maybe they were right. He's actually true. So you got that right as well. Yeah, I got it right. That's yes, it. yes. It's the very, it's the opening scene when he sat in his log cabin with his daughter. She's re- he's reading a teen magazine. Um, so number three was John. John, I'm going to rip your balls off, John. And then I'm going to rip your prick off and shove it up your ass. Not, not before I shove my gun up your ass, Bennett. Um, you've said that's true. It was, in fact, false. Oh, no. So you were. You, you did make yourself cry with laughter. Yeah. Um, so the next one. Your father appears to be cooperating. You'll be back with him soon. Won't that be nice? Not nearly as nice as watching him smash your face in. You said false. It's actually true. No, no it is. It's a true quote. Um, and then the last one: attention, all units, emergency on theatre level uh, two. Suspect six foot two, brown hair. He's one guy, gigantic motherfucker. Is true. So you've got three out of five. Oh. So you win. Plus my bonus point. I'll take yeah. four. Four out of six. <laughs> Perfect. Good job. Well, not perfect, but yeah, yeah, no, not perfect. I know, but pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I, I, I really like that quiz. I've got a feeling it'll be back. <laughs> yeah. That was the movie quotes game. Hasta la vista, baby. John and Sam in Japan. One is funny, one is funny looking. John and Sam in Japan. One of them is funny, one is funny looking. Which is which? You. And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who was involved. Uh, thanks to John for supplying the movie quotes game. Uh, thanks to uh, Arnie for being in such a cheesy film fest. Uh, thanks to Matt Perkins and, of course, Ruben VM. But most of all, thanks to you, the lovely listeners. All right. And for next episode's burning question, uh, 
seeing, seeing as I've got a new best friend, have you ever ghosted someone uh, and why? <laughs> <laughs> or shouldn't shouldn't that be how have you ever ghosted someone and how do you do it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did you do it? <laughs> and was it successful? Yeah. Let me get a spreadsheet going. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No, I think that's all. All right. Catch catch you later. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. Not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family Or even the people you're married You should join in Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. John, John, gonna cut your balls off, John, and then gonna prick, cut your prick off, John, and shove it up your ass. Not before I shove my gun up your ass, Bennett. <laughs>